Thanks for listening to Faith Worth Following podcast channel with evangelist Stacy Bonet. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, or connect with us online at faithworthfollowing.com. May your faith increase by today's message. taking the risk on what God has called you to do. I wrote down a few verses, you know, as I'm pondering on some of the things that we are learning here in the leadership conference, I want to encourage you today because I know many people who watch our broadcast, who um, subscribe to what we do, who constantly follow the things that we're doing. Everyone wants to know, like, how did you get here? What, what in the world, like, how has your life changed just over the past two years? And what did you do to get to where you are going? And so today was an awesome um, message that Pastor Terry brought. It was about taking risks. And honestly, this was the one thing that we did um, as a family, as a ministry, as a staff, is we just took the risk. And you know what that risk revolved around? Believing God, taking God at his word. I want you to think about Abraham and Sarah. You know, it's the one thing, everything boils back down to this. When God called Abraham to be the father of many nations, he had to believe the word of the Lord and he had to receive it. He had to actually take God at his word and know that God was faithful to do the one thing that he called Abraham to do, which was to be the father of many nations. In my case and in my husband's, it is to be evangelist. Evangelist in Kentucky, the seven states surrounding Kentucky, Central America, South America, Africa, and everywhere else God calls us to. And so we had to, number one, believe that what God has called us to do, he's actually called us to do it. If you don't believe in the thing God's put in your heart to do, you're never going to reach it. You're never going to receive it. And so for us, that was the first thing that we had to do in taking the risk is we had to believe the assignment on our life. You know, one thing that pastor always says is faith begins where the will of God is known. So when you know the will of God for your life, that's where faith can start. And so it's exciting for us because we are right in the middle of the will of God because we believed what God said about us. Just like Sarah did. She judged God faithful. I want to tell you today, whatever God has put in your heart to do, those are not just good ideas. They're not just little, oh man, it would be good to go help this. If this thing continues to burn inside of you, where you think about it, you go to bed thinking about it, you wake up going uh, thinking about it, most likely there is something on the inside of you that God put there. The Bible says it's God who puts that will and that desire in you to do the will that he's asked you to do. He who has begun a good work in you will finish it, will complete it. All of these things are proof that what God has knit inside of you. Think of that scripture. I have formed you in your mother's womb. I have knit you together. I have fashioned you. Or before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you, I had a plan for you. To me, all of this is proof that God has a plan and all we have to do is have the guts to believe it. I'm telling you, that's the first thing I had to do about my life, about what God had called me to do. Do I really believe that I'm called to be an evangelist? Do I really believe God wants to use me in my generation? And so I wrote some things down here on what did I have to do to take this risk? And so I want you to turn in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 3. 
Proverbs chapter 3. I'm going to turn there. Hallelujah. Again, you can go ahead and share the broadcast. We're going to talk about taking risk into the one thing God has called you to do. Amen. Proverbs chapter 3. We're going to start in verse. Uh, let's start in verse 3. Hallelujah. Um, actually, start in verse 5 for the sake of time. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Man, I could preach so many sermons off of this. But do you know the one thing that sticks out to me? Is if I believe what God has said about me, I can trust him. I don't have to trust in myself. Matter of fact, the Bible says don't trust in yourself. Do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. That's what I'm talking about today is I want you to understand that the thing God has put in your heart to do, it's going to involve a risk. That risk begins with trusting God. You have to trust God. You have to know who is calling you to do the thing that's in your heart to do. And here, what's so amazing is it proves out that if I trust God, if I acknowledge him in all my ways, if I don't lean on my own understanding, but I lean on his understanding and I'm not wise in my eyes, but I trust him. Guess what happens? Health, wealth and divine direction. Those things are a part of doing what God has asked you to do. Some of the frustrations you might be in right now is because you're outside of the will of God. Or maybe you're not being obedient to what God has called you to do. So if you're not being obedient and, and sickness is coming or you're not being obedient and maybe your finances are lacking, this could be a direct reason why those things are not flowing in your life. Because the Bible says when you are doing what God has asked you to do, there's health that flows and there's wealth that flows. There's a divine flow to your life when you trust God with all of your heart. So the thing I want to tell you today in taking a risk and jumping out, you know, he used a, a scripture, a passage today. I loved it. It was out of Luke chapter five. And it was talking about when Jesus called the first disciples and he began to tell them, hey, I want you to push out from the shore and, you know, let down your nets a little uh, again. And they're like, master, we have toiled all night. We've caught nothing. But here's the thing. At your word, we will do it. Here's the thing. At his word, you need to do the thing God's told you to do. What else do you have to stand on? Are you looking at the, you know, the physical things to be your security? Guess what? The Bible says everything will pass away. Everything. But one thing. What's that? The word of God. Do you know what this does? It gives me great strength to know. I don't have to depend on earthly things. I don't have to depend on what I see, the surrounding, the, the, the things that, that will you know, justify why it's okay to take a risk. No, I don't have to depend on those things. You know why? Those things are going to fail me anyway. Those things are going to fade away. The Bible says everything will fade away, but one thing, the word of God. So why would I not be like Peter in that, in that story? Hey, Jesus, I've done this all night. I'm tired. I haven't caught anything. But you know what? At your word, I'm going to do it. That's what I want to be like. I want to look at Jesus when he calls me to do something. I want to be able to step out, push my boat out from the shore and say, Jesus, at your word, I'm going to obey you. Because 
at your word means everything that you promise will come to pass. That's what this scripture tells me. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Don't be wise in your own eyes. That means whatever you see, don't be wise in it. Don't put all your faith in that. Put your faith on the one thing that you know will never fail you. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, if you listen to my words, you are like a man who builds your house on the rock. And when storms come, you're not going to fall. That's the type of risk I'm willing to take. You know why? Because my God will catch me every single time. If I step out on his word, I know that I have a sure foundation. I have a rock that's going to be right under my feet. I might not see it. I might not feel it. But I know when I step out, boom, he's going to be there. Amen. Praise God. So the first thing in taking a risk, I want you to know that you have to do. You have to trust God. You have to trust his word. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Amen. Number two, I wrote down. You have to know. Hallelujah. Ask yourself this. What am I not doing that God's told me to do? That's what I wrote down. What am I doing that God told me to do? What am I not doing? Think about that. Number one, to take risk, you got to step out and do what God's called you to do. Number two, you have to identify the things in your life right now that you're not doing that he did tell you to do. There's specific things. I know it. You know it. Let's look at a scripture. I wrote down Ephesians chapter five, verse 15. Let's go there. Hallelujah. Listen, I'm fresh out of this leadership conference. And so my mind is going, um, listen, I wish I could just re-preach everything he preached. But you know what? You need to be here. You need to invest in the leadership conference. Amen. I'm just pulling out some things that the Lord spoke to me. So I wrote, number one, taking a risk. I know it's going to be uncomfortable, but I got to take God at his word. Number two, I know that there are things he told me to do that I'm not doing. Guess what? I need to do them. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 15, it says this, hallelujah. See then that you walk circumspectively, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Here's the thing. I know another translation says it like this. It says, hallelujah. See then that you walk circumspectly. This basically means See that you know exactly what the will of God is for your life and that you walk in that way. Don't do anything God hasn't told you to do and do the things God did tell you to do. It's that simple. Man, it's that simple. Taking risks in our natural mind seems like it's crazy. But when you live by the spirit, this is what he's saying. Don't live in the flesh, live in the spirit. Know what the will of God is for you. And if you know what he's told you to do, why not do it? Why are you hesitating? Think about this. Delayed obedience is still disobedience. So you need to stop asking God to make your path straight or tell you what to do or, hey, God, could you provide this or provide that? And you need to be asking God, God, what is the thing that you've asked me to do that I haven't done it? Because I know your word is true. I know your word declares that I'm going to have provision, that you're going to give me clarity. So you don't have to pray for clarity. Guess what? Clarity comes when you're obedient. Clarity comes when you do this thing right here. You know what the will of God is for your life and you walk in it. 
You obey the thing God told you to do. You have to see what is missing. See, for me, when God gave me a vision, when God told me what to do, in my heart, I had a time span that I knew I needed to get these things. My dream and my vision was tent trailer truck. Now, if I would have sat on that, which I did for one month, he began to speak to me. If you don't move towards these things in the next three months, I'm going to call someone else. This is what he told me. And so I knew at that time, Felix, I've got to move. And I almost was too late on the tent. Matter of fact, I feel like God really just gave me grace because I waited one month too late and it prolonged even one of our tent revivals. We had to do without a tent. And for me, I knew between me and God, it's because of my delayed obedience. But because God's grace is sufficient, he was able to cover me, forgive me, and continue to move forward. I want to tell you today, you better not be delaying in obedience. We are kind of out of time. We're in the moment right now where we have to make the most of every opportunity. That's what this Bible says. This is what I'm talking about today. What in your vision or what in your instruction that God has told you to do that you're not doing? Figure it out. Put your finger on it and guess what? Go and do it. Make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Do you know how I read this? The time is running out. You and I are going to give an account for what God has given us to accomplish the will that he has for us on this earth. Time is running out. You're going to be like that lazy servant standing before God, have nothing to give account for or have nothing to show for, or you're going to be like the man with the five talents or the two talents that multiplied his talents because he took a risk. He took a risk. Think about it. That's exactly what the guy in the, in the parable of the talents did. It, it said he went and invested his money. You know, if you think about in banking terms, when you make investment or you buy stocks or whatever, you're taking a risk with money. Jesus is asking us, hey, would you take the talent that's in your heart, that thing that you burn inside with, that, that passion that you have, would you step out and take a risk? Would you go talk to your pastor? Would you go stop riding on the coattails of someone else and say, you know what, pastor, God has put in my heart to go reach these people or reach this community or go to this nursing home or go to this school or I have a passion for students. I want to believe that God would send me into the school system. So God has given me a, a plan to reach the schools by giving me this assembly idea or give it. Listen, I don't know what it is, but I do know this. That God is calling you, whether it's to a demographic, whether it's a certain age group, whether it's a certain region. God is calling you to do something to advance this kingdom. And it's going to require you taking a risk and making the most of the time that you have. Don't waste time. Do not waste time. Number one, trust God. Obey his word. Know that it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to take some trust. But listen, you can take God at his word. Number two, understand this. You have to make the most of your opportunity. The days are evil. Time is running short. So you know what? Find out what God's plan is for you and do it. Find out what you're not doing right now. And guess what? Start doing it today. Can I get an amen? And the number three thing I want to talk about today is establish your next step. The Bible says it like this. 
No man builds a tower without first sitting down and counting the cost. What is it going to take you? What's your next step? What's the next step for you to complete the, the, the thing that God's put in your heart, the vision, the plan, the idea, the dream, the thing that burns? It's not going to just fall in your lap. You're not going to just wake up one day and say, oh my gosh, look what God has done. Look what God has thrust me into. No, it's going to take you. Proper planning prevents poor performance. Listen, you might be satisfied with the things that you're doing right now, but you don't understand what God has planned for you. The Bible says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor your mind can't comprehend what God has prepared for those who love them, for those who have been called. But you will understand it the more you put your hands to the plow and you begin to be obedient. I got a scripture for you. Are you ready? Amen. Hallelujah. It is Proverbs 16, 3. Let's read that. Proverbs 16, verse 3. Is anybody getting encouraged today? Hallelujah. I'm building your faith to go out and do the thing God's called you to do in Jesus' mighty name. 16.3 says, commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. I love this. I love this so much. You know why? Most people are waiting for God to tell them exactly what to do. Pastor said it so good today when he was talking about taking risks. He, he encouraged us, listen, your risk and your men mentality or your thoughts towards what God has called you to do could start off very broad. In other words, you don't really know, like you haven't like pinpointed. And it's almost like this. You know, when you start off, there's like a, a, a fire on a torch and, and you can kind of see and you can be led during, down your path. But then there comes a time where you have to pinpoint. You don't no longer need a big light or a torch or a flame. You need like laser sharp focus. You need to hit the bullseye. I'm no longer satisfied with hitting a general idea. I want to hit the bullseye. But guess what? You got to start somewhere. You got to be okay with having a broad plan and understanding that thing's going to get narrowed by this verse right here. What does it say? You commit your plans to the Lord. You commit your work to the Lord. In other words, get to work. What are you doing? Why are we sitting around waiting for God to speak to us about the specific details when all we have to do is realize God has put a vision in our heart. It's up to me to sit down, to write some things down. And guess what? The Bible says, if I commit my ways to the Lord, everything I do will be established. I believe it's kind of like this. If you put your hand to the plow and you begin to work on the thing God has put on, on, the, on the inside of you, He's going to start speaking to you more directly about where you're headed. And you're going to know what to say no to and what to say yes to. But you have to start somewhere. You got to put your hand to the plow. You have to make sure that you commit your ways to the Lord. You don't let the you don't wait for the Lord to do something for you. You know, think about it this way. You're the body of Christ. Christ is ahead. He's just telling you what to do. But you've got to take your hands, your feet, your eyes, your ears. you got to get to moving. Why? Because God moves with the movers. He don't sit with the sitters, right? That's what Reinhard Bonnke used to say. And I believe it. God is wanting to advance your life. He wants health to be yours. He wants wealth to be yours. He wants you to have provision in every area. He wants your families to be blessed. 
He wants the one thing that he desires most, the prosperity of his servant, for you to be blessed, to be a blessing, for you to be high in the nation, for everyone to know who you are. Why? Because the blessing of the Lord is upon you. The favor of God is upon you. This is how your light can shine. Why? Because everything you do, according to Proverbs 16, 3, is established. Why? Because God loves to do that for his children. He loves to bless you. He loves to prove to, to other people that his covenant is true when you connect with it. So I'm telling you today, these were just three things out of many things that I could tell you. But I wanted to focus on these three things because I believe you as the listener today, God has put something in your heart that he wants you to accomplish. But it's going to take risk. It's going to take you stepping out of the boat. You know, in that parable, when Peter, when uh, Jesus was preaching and he had said, push out from the shore a little bit later, do you know what he says? Hey, push out even more, push out into the deep. You know what? Some of you, I believe that's where you are. You've been right around the shore where you are doing what God's asked you to do, maybe in a smaller measure. But God is saying, hey, push out the boat a little deeper to that point of no return. You know what I'm talking about? That's that place when a when a um, airline company or a, or an airplane has reached when here they're flying. There's a place, a point of no return. In other words, it's just as equal to turn around and go backwards as it is to keep going forward. I want to tell you today, get past that point of no return where you can't even look back because you are already advancing so much farther than what you thought you could do. I'm telling you today, God wants to use you as a testimony. He wants to use your life as a light. He wants to draw all men to the mighty name of Jesus. All you have to do is trust him. Number one, all you have to do is make the most of your opportunities. Do the thing God asked you to do. And number three, establish your plan. What's your next step? As you establish your ways and your steps, the Bible says God will establish them. He will make sure to, to, to focus in, to get that laser sharp vision. He is not going to leave you alone. Can I get an amen? Hey, this is Stacey Bonet, and I want to thank you for listening to my podcast. If you'd like to stand with me and taking this gospel message to the world, go to faithworkfollowing.com and click on Give Now to become one of our monthly partners. I'd love to send you a gift just to say thanks for helping us. Until next time, go make disciples, heal the sick, and preach Jesus to the ends of the earth.